Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 12 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the opportunity to read your word and learn more about you. May you bless us with more wisdom and discernment as we read. Help us receive all that you have for us today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what Jesus is teaching in Matthew chapter 12. It begins with Jesus giving the Pharisees a lesson they probably didn't understand because their hearts were cold. They were upset with Jesus and his disciples for picking and eating grain on the Sabbath. Jesus refers to David when he was on the run for his life from King Saul. He talked about how David ate the holy loaves of bread when he needed sustenance for himself and his men. We see here how the Old and New Testaments collide. We will read more about these holy loaves of bread as we move through the Old Testament, and I'll likely point it out again. Jesus' main point was that the Pharisees' sacrifices to keep things holy meant little to God without mercy for his people. The Amplified Bible defines mercy as a readiness to help, spare, and forgive. The Pharisees cherished rules and laws over being good to others. Jesus healed a man on the same day, the Sabbath. Following this, the Pharisees consulted among themselves about how to do away with him. However, Jesus slipped away. Many people followed him, and he healed everyone who came to him that day. His heart was always for the people, and his heart is still for us today. A prophecy from Isaiah 42, verses 1 through 4, is fulfilled. Behold, my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in and with whom my soul is well pleased and has found its delight. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall proclaim and show forth justice to the nations. He will not strive or wrangle or cry out loudly, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering, dimly burning wick he will not quench, till he brings justice and a just cause to victory. And in and on his name will the Gentiles, the people outside of Israel, set their hopes. We are supremely blessed through God's intent on saving us through the sacrifice of his son, we are more than fortunate to be grafted into his royal family. In verse 36, Jesus said, But I tell you, on the day of judgment, men will have to give account for every idle, inoperative, non-working word they speak. There is power and wisdom in this verse. May the words we say be words inspired from heaven and not from the sinful world we live in. And may God help us be obedient to his guidance in this area. Let's see what's happening in Acts chapter 12. A lot is happening here. King Herod persecuted some prominent people in the church. He had James killed and was going after Peter. He successfully put Peter in prison. However, it wasn't God's will. An angel of the Lord broke his chains and let him out of prison. Enjoy this story as you read it today. It's one of my favorites. Nothing is impossible for God. King Herod's outcome doesn't fare as well as Peter's. He was so prideful that God took his life from him. Unfortunately, other men died at Herod's hands before his death. Bad things happen to people, but God shows us he avenges the mistreated and downtrodden. He will take care of and avenge us, as he demonstrates in this chapter. Well, let's see what's happening in Genesis chapter 23. We read about the end of Sarah's life. She lived 127 years. Abraham found some land and bought it to bury her. 
He was so wealthy that he was considered a prince, and the land was sold to him as he desired. Genesis chapter 24 shows us Abraham's faithful nature. He was getting older and wanted a wife for his son. However, he did not want his son's wife from another tribe. So he sent a servant to his homeland to find a wife for him. In this beautiful story, he wouldn't let the servant take Isaac back to his homeland. He knew it was important never to go back there. If allowed to go, Isaac may have stayed. So this had to be done by the servant alone. The servant was a faith-filled man and prayed for the right woman to meet him at the well, not just any woman. She had to be a generous woman. God shows his faithful nature when he sends just the right woman to the well. She was not only generous, but she was beautiful and willing to go with him. Sarah was the first princess ordained by God, and this is a continuation of a lovely fairy tale passed down to another generation to Isaac. Isaac was a man of prayer. God demonstrates his love for his people in this story by providing Isaac with the perfect wife for him. We can be sure the Lord is involved in all the circumstances of our lives as well. Well, let's see what we can learn from Psalm 12. David writes truths about those who do not reverence the Lord and live righteous lives. We can take note and discern who, in our inner circle, may have slipped in unnoticed but has impacted us, our decisions, and our lives. We can also pray that God will give us wisdom in choosing friends. Here are some clues David gives us about the ungodly. People who talk about other people should alert us to their nature. Someone who seems nice but speaks wrongfully about others when they aren't present is another warning sign. Flattery can be a warning sign. Boasting is definitely a warning sign. Someone who has no regard for authority is suspect as well. We can utilize this list. If our friends have these characteristics, we need to ensure they aren't negatively impacting our ability to walk with God and live a godly life. Sometimes we must make tough decisions and dismiss ourselves from relationships that are not spiritually healthy. Please understand this is not advice for people who have made oaths to one another, but we can use this information to help us make plans when deciding who to spend time with in terms of our friends. The last part of the psalm is beautiful. Verse 6 says, The words and promises of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in an earthen furnace, purified seven times over. I want to share a lovely story about silver with you. A group of women once studied the book of Malachi in the Old Testament. While reading the third chapter of Malachi, they came upon a remarkable expression in the third verse. It says, he will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. This verse puzzled the women and they wondered what this statement meant about the character and nature of God. One lady's opinion was that it was intended to convey the view of the sanctifying influence of the grace of Christ. She offered to find out about the process of refining silver and get back to the group at their next Bible study. She called a silversmith and made an appointment to watch him at work. She didn't mention anything about the reason for her interest beyond her curiosity about the process of refining silver. As she watched the silversmith, he held a piece of silver over the fire and let it heat up. He explained that in refining silver, one needed to hold the silver in the middle of the fire, where the flames are hottest, to burn away all the impurities. The woman thought about God holding us in such a hot spot. Then she thought about the verse that he sits as a refiner and purifier of silver. She asked the silversmith if it was true that he had to sit there in front of the fire the whole time the silver was being refined. The man answered yes. Note, when silver is white hot, the impurities known as dross float to the top. After the dross is skimmed off, what is left is pure silver. 
He then explained that he not only had to sit there holding the silver, but he had to keep his eyes on the silver the whole time it was in the fire. It would be damaged if the silver was left even a moment too long in the flames. The woman was silent for a moment. Then she asked him, how do you know when the silver is fully refined? He smiled at her and he answered, oh, that's easy. When I see my image in it. If you are feeling the heat of this world's fire today, just remember that God the Father has his eyes on you. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word that teaches us how to come closer to living the godly life you desire for us. Thank you for the beautiful stories in your word that lift us into your presence. And thank you for the stories you inspire in others that truly inspire us. May your spirit fill us with your love, Father. Thank you for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.